Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganbill and I am your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to the Compassionately You podcast. Today, we have Brie Bodie of BB Mindful on the podcast. Hi, Brie. Hi, Brie. <laughs> Two Brie's. <laughs> but I'm so excited. I met Brie a while back, and she's just been really inspiring to follow as a fellow coach, also just a fellow person who really just wants to help others. So, Brie, tell us a little bit about your business and why you started Mindful Coaching. Okay, my business started about a year ago, and I started this business because I was in a, in a former occupation, I was a personal trainer, and so some of the motivation came from that, and the other motivation came from being in organizations and watching people feel a little bit boxed in by what they brought to the table, but knowing that they had more inside to offer. Uh, So my business started because I wanted to be able to inspire women to understand the value of having a broader foundation and uh, opportunity to develop their health and well-being journey. For example, when I was personal training women, they would come in and get ready to do their physical activity plan for the day, but it would come a lot of times with conversations that were self-defeating. Oh, well, I'm, I, I ate these things this week, or I didn't exercise as many times as we had planned on from the last time I saw you, and that would always make me feel a little bit disheartened because there's so many other ways that we can be involved in developing our well-being, so thus, how do we make mindful decisions and be mindful of the way that we talk to ourselves how do we mindfully eat Mm -hmm. how do we mindfully celebrate more wins so we can have more harmony in our lives and we can do that by engaging in mindfulness activities and understanding what the seven dimensions of wellness are not just the one dimension which is physical wellness but all the other seven dimensions of wellness yeah, and I think a lot of people don't think of wellness outside of just the physical aspect. Um, if you don't mind going, what are the seven dimensions to wellness that's in your coaching program? Yeah, there's social wellness, so volunteering and making friends that add value to your life. Environmental wellness, how do we uh, reduce, reuse, and recycle, but also how do we think of our selves as an environment, intellectual wellness, 
building curiosity, emotional wellness, being able to give and receive emotions freely um, in a way that is productive. Let's see here. Physical wellness, which I already touched on a bit. Spiritual wellness is something that sounds familiar, like how do we develop faith, but also how do we go out and interact with nature and, and mm. what can we learn from that? Occupational wellness is the other one. Oh, and mm -hmm. again, sounds familiar, like what's my occupation? Uh, but it's also about how do we how do we spend our time and what habits are are we creating in when we spend our time in certain ways? And so those are just brief explanations of what this could mean to you. And when we think about acting, thinking and acting and doing in each one of these dimensions of wellness, it helps us see there's a broader scope to how we can obtain lifelong quality well-being. Wow, I'm really interested in all of this right now. And I'm thinking about, <laughs> I'm like thinking about all of them and thinking about what how they can relate to my own personal life. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, and on... On the topic of personal life, I know you wanted to share a couple different things about um, personal boundaries uh, and as well as learning to ask for help, which I think is very hard for my <laughs> own self. So when I saw that in your um, form that you filled out, I thought, oh my gosh, we got to have Bree talk to this. So yeah, let's share yeah. a little bit about how you've had to learn those types of things. All right. So I think um, I'm just going to start out by being open here and talking about as a, as a woman, as all in, in the different roles that I play as a woman and as a single mom, over time, these things have been something that I constantly have to come back to. And I constantly have to call myself out on and also celebrate uh, the things that I have been able to do to advance my thinking in these areas. So um, there is a time in my life when I I developed a relationship and I got married and I had three kids, but then subsequently I, I ended up going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. But over the time that I was uh, experiencing all of those things, and I ended up getting a divorce um, and becoming a single mom, there was this, there was these things in my life that were telling me, all right, you, all these social noise voices that were saying, uh, this is what a single mom equals in our society. And I was like, I am not going to be what everyone else thinks that I should be according to these societal norms. So I took on this personal uh, vendetta, so to speak, to be so independent mm -hmm. that I would never need to ask anybody for help because I was going to prove everybody wrong. And I didn't just come to that conclusion only by the social norms, but I had, I had experienced people that were in my, my work environment and in some of my social circles and even strangers, um, that, that started using using their their words to almost fit me into that niche that I thought I was supposed to be, and it, it just kind of lit me on fire. And I thought, well, 
if I can do this without asking for help, then I'm going to prove those people wrong. The people that knew me and the people that uh, were complete strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I quickly learned that I couldn't do it all by myself and I needed to ask for help, which, which transcended into this opportunity rather than uh, seemingly putting me inside of a box that I didn't think that I belonged in. And it helped me then become more of an advocate for defining what a single mom can be. Mm-hmm. So I went along for months without asking for any sort of financial support. And I, I also didn't ask, uh, I also didn't fill out any forms from the, the state that would say you're eligible for help. And these are the situations and circumstances in which people (laughs) um, qualify for help because they need it. Um, But there was so much stigma around uh, being a person that might qualify for help for food. And that was something that I needed when I had three kids to care for and three mouths to feed at the time. So... Anyways, I, all of that to say, um, we, we might be women that need to feel like we're strong and independent and that we've got it all under control, but there's something so sweet in accepting help, whether it's, whether it's from a caring family member or whether it's from support services that are found in, uh, in state support systems Uh, people want to help not because they feel sorry for you or because they associate you with some sort of social norm stigma and in that relationship that can be built from receiving help comes opportunity for you to advance your heart mind and, and body in ways that you never thought would come yeah, I resonate with everything you're saying so much, as well as I think sometimes it's hard because we're trained, I feel like, at a young age with society or, you know, environment, other environmental factors to be helpers. And we also are naturally born helpers, I think, sometimes as women. And so when it's time for us to say, oh, I need this. It's really hard. I have a hard time with that myself, even if it's just a neighbor. Like, oh, my gosh, some kind of event happened, and I really need a X, Y, and Z right now. It's so hard. I want to help my neighbor. I don't – it's really hard for me to ask them. But they want – people want to um, okay. because they also enjoy that same role that we enjoy. So – yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, the opportunity goes beyond the individual in some of these circumstances where if I can allow people to get to know me by offering me help, then they can start to see other single women, other single moms as people mm-hmm. and not a statistic or a societal norm. Yes, a stereotype of this mm-hmm. is what this means. Every individual is their own self outside of that label, and as well as inside that label. But, 
Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for, for asking. Um, you know, there's definitely other examples and circumstances in my life, but I do think that it's important for us to, to, to be able to act in that emotional wellness where we can both give our help and, and our emotional response to other people, but also work on receiving those things for, for our own good to continue to add value to who we are as a person. So for all those other single moms out there that might be listening or really anyone who may have a hard time asking for help or setting in different personal boundaries too, depending on their season of life, what advice would you give them for how can they go about asking for that help where it feels natural and not unnerving? I think one thing that I have learned is what, when you get to the point where you're feeling more open to the idea of accepting help, the next step is, or, or maybe you're ready to do that now, I guess. Um, if people want to offer you help, your response can be something like, yes, I would appreciate the help, and specifically, I would like X, Y, and Z type of help. Mm-hmm. So becoming an advocate for yourself on purpose with intention. And, and when you ask for help, you should do it just like that. Yes, I need help, and I need it on Monday evening because I have an event in order to um, – promote my work or I have to go and study or or whatever it might be so I need you at my home from the hours of 4 30 to 7 30 so I think that's the advice that I would give having been able to graduate from (laughs) from accepting no help at all um, and feeling like it was my duty to be so independent was turning that mindset into an advocacy mode so that I could um, live the life that I was aiming to live. And it sounds like the example you gave when asking to receive help was people can ask to receive help in a specific way, so it seems easier. Um, yeah. Like here you can, and you're putting boundaries on the type of help and the hours of help too, which is great as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you. That I think that's really helpful. Then you understand how people want to engage in your life mm-hmm. at the same time. You know, you, you want to set yourself up to have those strong personal boundaries, but also how are you going to how are you going to discover how people want to show up in your life it's by mm-hmm. understanding how to advocate for yourself um it's by understanding who who can you ask for help from in a way that's specific and intentional that you can then count on that person to show up for you in that way um i think as a single mom that is sometimes also what hindered me from asking for help is I didn't have I didn't have a strong sense of 
what my personal boundaries needed to be or how to communicate those or how to advocate for myself in that realm um, based on different circumstances that happened in my life. But um, I think that was another barrier to me asking for help is because people would say, well, what can I do? And I would try to be really general. So I wasn't imposing on them in some way. And then they didn't know how to help me, so they wouldn't show up. Mm -hmm. Or they wouldn't show up in the way that I really needed them to. And so graduating from that point of asking for no help at all to being really general with my request, because then I felt like, oh, you know, I'm imposing on them, even mm -hmm. though, even I feel though you. They, were, they were already saying, how can I help you? Uh, I needed to then advance to that ne next step, um, yeah. not just for the other person, but for myself, so I could start to have the capacity to create healthy personal boundaries for myself and know that it was okay for me to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so that specific ask is so freeing uh, in ways that, that might seem simple, I guess, as I speak the words, but there's something so powerful about learning how to have, have the capacity to advocate for yourself, to ask for help, but also to do it in a way that creates healthy personal boundaries. Fantastic. Bree, thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing that today, not just for myself, but for all our listeners and anyone else out there. Mm, yeah, my pleasure. And then um, if people wanted to connect with you because you did share your seven dimensions to wellness, and I thought that was pretty inspiring hearing it, how can they connect with you and learn more? You can follow me on Facebook. Uh, baby mindful coaching and consulting or I'm on Instagram at baby mindful and I also have an email baby mindful at gmail.com so um, any of those ways are, are those are those are uh, opportunities for people to connect with me there's also a website you can check out at bbmindful.com. Um, but if you're looking to get an immediate personal connection with me, I would suggest just using either social media or sending me an email. Awesome. And there is an event coming up in July. Susan Clark was on the podcast and she's your co-host of that event. But there is an event that her and Susan are putting together this July locally if you want to connect with them in person sometime as well. So yeah. That would be great. <laughs> awesome. And I'll put the link to that in the podcast. So. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time and your vulnerability. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And everybody, you have a good Monday. If you'd like to learn more about today's episode, you can go to com slash podcast. If you'd like to join our private support group, you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group, Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Bree at brielugenville at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.